The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. First, though, we're going to talk about uh, RTE. So, as you mentioned, or rather, as Eamon mentioned in the news headlines there, and you would have heard uh, that meeting ongoing between the Director General at RTE, Kevin Backhurst, and staff. It started about half an hour ago and it is predicted to go on until at least five o'clock. But details course emerged yesterday and others have emerged in the last few minutes. So a more streamlined organisation is what he talks about in this uh, strategic plan or strategic vision, a 20% smaller workforce, so about 400 fewer people working uh, in RTE. Uh, he talks about financial sustainability and stronger governance, uh, eliminating deficits, pre- providing better value for money, more transparent and accountable operating, uh, more commissioning, so more independent production companies uh, providing content uh, to RTE. And then there's other stuff about digital transformation and decentralisation as well, more funding for Cork and quite possibly Limerick and Galway as well. So here to uh, talk through all of that. Uh, Dr. Fanula Doyle O'Neill, who's a broadcast and legal historian at the School of History in UCC and a former member of the Future of Media Commission. Ariel Moraku, who's the CEO of Nemeton. They are an independent production company. They're responsible for uh, the GEA coverage on TG Cahar. It's where a lot of people would see their, their content. And Timmy Dooley, who is a Fianna Fáil senator and a member of the Oireachtas Media Committee, who's with me in studio. You're all very, very welcome, uh, folks. Um, so, uh, Timmy, some of the details kind of have emerged overnight others emerging now. Um, are you encouraged by what you've seen so far in terms of the direction RTE might be going? Yeah, but I think the big issue here was that RTE had lost the confidence and trust um, of the licence payer. There were less and less people paying the licence anyway because of streaming and you know access to other uh, digital technologies. But the, the, the standard bearer of support for RTE was really rattled over the summer with the emergence of the really poor governance, without getting back into the detail of which most people are aware of, it came down to poor governance and people just felt that they, they didn't trust the organisation and they weren't prepared to fund it through paying for a licence, notwithstanding the fact that that was breaking the law. But quite frankly, they felt, yeah, so what? You know, take me on if you want. So there's the, the real challenge to Kevin Backhurst as the new Director General coming in was to try to set forward a plan that got the confidence of the, uh, the the paying public back on board, get the confidence of the government. Uh, and now what he's trying to do today, I suspect, in, in that meeting is to get the confidence of staff. That's not going to be easy when a central part of that is that 400 staff are, are, are going to leave the organisation. Now, the kicker, if you want, in the middle of all of that, notwithstanding the, the announcements, is that uh, there's no talk about uh, compulsory redundancy. Mm. So... The expectation seems to be that people will decide to leave as certain elements of the business is either outsourced or eliminated. There's talks of a number of the minor channels within the organisation, RTE Plus One, 2FM, XD, whatever it is, uh, RTE Plus One, which is that sort of ability to click into a channel an hour after and and, and get the same programme. My reading of that, and I'm... Have have no necessarily no particular insight into how RTE does its businesses. That's not going to that's not going to reduce headcount um, or reduce staff by very much. So what will be interesting to see uh, as this plan gets thrashed out, where are those redundancies going to come from? Um, and now it's really important if you believe in public service broadcasting that you don't outsource too much of it because you know, news and current affairs is really important. That, that, that's Germany. Mm. that's always going to be there but there's also you've got to look to the arts you've got to look at the creative side that's not really stuff you can outsource easily either yes you can outsource some, some programming some content development some content production um, but when it comes to uh, 
arts and artistic uh, effort. You don't want people involved in that area looking over their shoulder where the next contract is coming from. You want them to develop their skill sets um, and, 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 and grow as, as time goes on. So it's, it's, it's a big challenge. Um, and let's see, let's see how it plays out. Uh, so there's, there's a number of audiences, I guess, for Kevin Backhurst. There's the audience he's addressing at the moment within RTE and he, he's got to win their confidence. Um, there are the politicians as well. You know, he, he needed to show he was serious. And there's the public. And there's understandably... You know, a lot, a lot of interest and a lot of commentary on these kind of 400 uh, target for redundancies. And as you say, it's it's questionable whether you can reach that target without some element of mandatory redundancy. I don't think many people sit around the dinner table tonight and talk about whether RT has 1,400 staff or 1,800. I think they want to know, what's my licensee paying for in the future? I mean, that's the other thing, yeah. isn't it? All the money is go into one big yeah. pot and RT could never tell us. Yeah. What are we getting for our licence fee? Yeah, I think it's about it's about confidence and it's, you know, Nobody's ever going to get into the minute detail, but they, 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 they want to know that if they're spending their hard-pressed cash on a licence or if the government on their behalf is spending their money directly and putting it into RT, they want to feel that they're getting a value for money and that there isn't some kind of raw abandonment in, in relation to corporate governance, the like of which we have seen now. I, I think it has been a cathartic time for RT. I certainly feel talking to board members, talking to uh, senior people like Kevin Backhurst and others, that they realise that the game is up for, 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 for procedures and processes that were there and that in order to regain and rebuild confidence, they're, they're going to have to go really hard on, on all aspects of it. I think they have the metal to do that, but they have to bring people with them. They have to bring their own staff with them in the first instance. And I've heard different staff yeah. today um, express their disbelief, their concern. But I, I think the one thing that everybody needs to realise, there's no compulsory redundancies suggested. So there will Not be, yet. No, not yet. Kevin Backers himself in August didn't rule them out at some point in the no, future. Nor, nor can he, um, because he has to live with the monies that are available yeah. to him. So if government set a freeze on the amount of money available. If the, the licence holder doesn't come up, trumps and, and pay in more money, um, he can't run a business um, that's losing money. So mm. he has a fiduciary duty, as the board do, to ensure that they reach a break-even point. They can't, they can't run at a, at a loss forever. They will get some support in time. And the government have made it very clear that, they, that, that we do need an, a national broadcast. We do need yeah. a public service broadcaster. But I think we also, over time, and I'm on record about this, I, I, I wrote a paper on it a number of years ago, the importance of recognising that there isn't just one public service broadcaster. New, News Talk, as a, as a national station, does very good public service broadcasting. Local radio stations do the same thing. There's some regional. So we got to see a fairer... Um, divvy up of the yeah. pie if you want um, and I think that's probably one of the positives that will come out of all of this into into the future uh, What else has emerged in this strategic review is that it says the setting of a maximum pay cap uh, will be put in place and no salary will exceed that of the Director General so Kevin Backhurst makes 250 grand a year now if uh, the top stars in RTE are included in that and bear in mind they're contractors many of them rather than uh, employees it would mean a significant pay cut so Joe Duffy's on about 350 grand a year, so you might be looking at a pay cut then to two fifty uh, the next time his contract is up for renewal, if he is included. But we do not know if yeah, that. I think is. that has to be a vision into the future without targeting any one individual. No, um, and, and 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 I know you're not. But I think if that's the vision, you're not going to cut 
the stars, for the want of a, a better term, overnight. But if that's the vision of the organisation that in, 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 in moving towards the next five to, to ten years, because you've got to look at medium and long term in terms of where it's going because yeah. of the competition that exists from the big behemoths uh, in, 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 in the tech sector, that you, you, you set your plan in place and, you know, no more than any of us, some of those stars won't live forever. There will be, there, there will others come and, and replace them, and we got to, we, we got to ensure that that that's done in a way that. Yes, I only but, mentioned Joe Duffy's salary. I mean, you're writing his obituary there. <laughs> Poor old Joe is still going strong. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Finola Doyle O'Neill is is with us as well. Uh, Finola, so th- there's there's a lot of different parts of this, and we could pick any one of them and and talk about it. I guess right through till seven o'clock. Uh, there's talk about selling more parts of the the the, the campus in Donnybrook, for example, the shutting down of some of those digital stations. What's your assessment of of what we know thus far in terms of the vision it sets for RTE in the future? Well, I think at the moment the vision is quite limited and it, it's a bit disquieting that redundancies are again, you know, 13 years later being used as a panacea to reinvigorate the organisation. So in 2011, they sought, um, you know, 70 job cuts uh, at a saving of 5 million, go right into 2017, exactly the same. They're looking for 250. So actually between 2011 and 2017, with 350 permanent employees left the organisation. And again, then in 2021. So it's constantly been used as a sort of a, an exit strategy. So I suppose I'm asking, how will we know that things are going to change this time round? Um, and I think they have to do things a little bit differently. They have to embrace the regions. You mentioned there about, um, I'm worried about over-outsourcing. At the moment, RTE have a commitment in the Broadcasting Act to provide um, uh, 40 million towards um, independent broadcasters. They went over their target this year at, um, 40, at in 2022. They went into 43.6 million. Um, if they bring it up to sort of what they, if they want to bring up 50%, if they want to bring it up to 50% independent um, producers, mm. I think that will dilute the whole remit of public service broadcasting. I mean, they, they, they'll kind of lose a sense of control because, as Jimmy Doody said there, talking about news, current affairs. And unfortunately, we've had the very questionable exit of some stars who then become independent producers. So we, we don't want sort of people feeding back into the organisations that leave. And if they're looking for these 400 jobs, what sector are they talking about? You mentioned there as well about the campus. Now, Montrose has a huge um, cultural legacy. It's the home of... Um, Marconi, the, the, the telegrapher, and the, the, the house is owned, was owned once by his, his mother, Annie Jameson, of the distillery family. So that's huge cultural legacy. I mean, they should be holding on to that and doing something with it and, uh, and exploiting it as a kind of a kind of a cultural museum. And, you know, the land that they have sold already, mm. there was huge planning problems with that. So, you know, they would be stuck in planning crisis for years if they were to sell off a lot of the lot. So that's a very long term thing off land. I don't that's going to solve anything. But what would solve it, I think, is they have to embrace more of the regions. If, if you take a look over the last few years, Cork, for example, has provided 350 um, hours of television viewing nationwide comes from there. The Today Show comes from there. These are all top-rated programming. So yeah. they need to use the, the regions a little bit more creatively. Um, they try to move Lyric FM out of its base. That's hugely popular as well. People vote with their feet. So they have to look at the regions. The, I think they should hold on to the Montrose campus. They need to probably get rid of some of the excess. And not a lot needs to happen there. Um, you know, I've been up there a few times and it's kind of like a rattling old house at this stage. Um, and so I think that they need to look to the, to the regions look to what can be offered. They're very cost-effective mm. ways of maintaining the organisation. But shedding people like scabe skin is not going to help every year. You know, they can't yeah. keep using that as a strategy. It's not a good monetary or financial way 
there's no vision involved in it. I, I mentioned Ariel McMorakou, who's with us as well, the CEO of Nemeton, an independent production company. And, and Ariel, I know you're not going to be, nor would anyone else, kind of rejoicing in the, 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 the pain and the problems of RTE. Uh, but it strikes me, I mean, we could be at the, the, the uh, beginning of something of a boom for independent production. Yeah, of course, uh, Kieran. we're not rejoicing in, in any of the hardships uh, cu- current or, or future of the our friends and colleagues in RTE. Um, I think, you know, we have no control over what's going on at the moment. So if the future plan is to commission a lot more from the, the independent sector and from the regions, I think it's high time that was done in any case. And we, we have seen what the, the independent sector can produce. I mean, I don't know if, if, if many people are aware, but... The, the, the prime example is TG Carr, which which is a fully uh, fully a, a, a publisher broadcaster, and nobody seems to complain about over outsourcing. And uh, it, it's it's a, it's a kind of an indicator of what the regions can produce. And of course, let us not forget that uh, the prime time viewing schedule on RTE between say seven and ten or eleven o'clock every night. Most of the material that people are viewing comes from the independent sector in any case. And and it, it shows uh, the record audience that some of these programmes attract. It shows exactly what can be got from working more with the independent sector. I mean, there's talk of shows like The Sunday Game being uh, independently uh, uh, produced, outsourced. It, that, that's the type of thing, I mean, that'd be right up your street, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, this is what we're here for. This is what we do. I mean, I've worked as, a, as an independent producer for nearly 30 years now. And, uh, you know, there, there's a kind of a glass ceiling on independent production in, in Ireland because uh, because of the strength of the public service broadcasting culture here and, and where a lot of that tended to be done in-house. But also the size of the country uh, it kind of keeps all the companies in the small and medium sector. Um, so something like uh, uh, big contracts, Big activity like like sport going out to the independent sector would be a game changer. Absolutely, yes. Uh, one listener says, cut the so-called star salaries by at least 50% immediately. Where are they going to go? Tubbs is still looking for a job and stop calling them stars. What nonsense. I tend to agree. All the stars are in news talk these days. Uh, sure. Mike Ryan uh, says, uh, Kieran, uh, you and others keep confusing public interest broadcasting with RTE and they're not mutually compatible. Treating my tax with greater respect is personally for me a far greater interest than saving the fat that costs an RTE. Gut the place and decentralise it, uh, says uh, Mike Ryan in Dublin 18. Uh, Timmy, that issue of decentralisation, I mean, it strikes me that was um, politically very astute from Kevin Backhurst, wasn't it? When you look at the pushback D Forbes got, I mean, he needed a he needed a plan. And to come right back to the first point I made to you, there was kind of three audiences today and politicians were one of them. That was astute. Well, I'm around a while and I remember a former minister for finance uh, believing at budget time that decentralisation of government services was, uh, was, a, was a vote winner and it turned out not to be because it was very hard to get staff to move and promises were made and expectations were generated and they never happened. So I think in this instance, what, what they're in a stronger position because they have facilities in Cork, in Limerick, in Galway, at Lowen, there's studios all over the place. So, so you can get better use, I suspect, of those. And I expect that in the current climate, maybe not with staff that are there, because you're not going to be able to decentralise staff, but you may be able to get, um, as, as people retire, you may be able to get staff to work in Cork, in Limerick, in Galway, um, easier than you can get them to work in Dublin because the cost of housing and the cost of living here. So I think, it's a, I think, I think it works both, it, it works well in, in, in all respects, um, and I think there's, there are particularly creative people who would like to be out of the city 
Um, lots of people, not just creative people, but but so there's a quality of life, and there's some 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 really committed people in the regions as well. And I think it is right if if it is a public service broadcaster that it's not seen. I mean, it's often referred to as you know the media is referred to as the Dublin Four set. Yeah. So it is it it it, it it's appropriate, but I think it's more than just a, a more than just a, a fig leaf to politicians. I think it it speaks well to the public as well who often see RTE as them up there in Dublin. Yeah. Um, so if they see more activity in the regions, if they see more correspondent activity, more journalistic activity in the region, it works well. I, for a long time, I have thought that there needed to be a much greater tie-in between, even though they're competitors to some extent, and then they're not in another, um, a, a greater level of recognising what is public service broadcasting, what's public service journalism, what's public service media. Local stations are doing that. Yeah. And there's no reason why they couldn't work better together um, in terms of sharing maybe some some, some yeah. facilities, some services um, and, uh, and and some, some, some journalistic effort. Uh, RTE, you're sitting on a plot of land, says one listener, worth about 800 million quid while going cap in hand to the government. You couldn't make it up. Well, part of the plan today is going to be uh, to sell a bit more, but it is uh, complicated where but they might sell. You sell how, long can, how often can you sell the land? And the truth of it is, the, yeah. the previous person speaking was a lot of the, the buildings out there, including yeah. the mast and the old buildings, are, are, are now protected structures. Um, well, it's the old capital current kind of divide. You yeah, can sell the land and you can invest in you something one off, once. but you can only sell it once, so you can't yeah. pay people's salaries. Ted and Munster uh, thinks they should be let go to the wall uh, and declare an inability uh, to fund themselves. Ted, thank you for the text. 87 106 Thank you to Timmy Dooley, to, Timmy Dooley, to Ariel McMurrachoo and to Dr. Finola Doyle O'Neill. But we will return attention now uh, to uh, RTE. So as you would have heard in the news headlines there with Eamon and right throughout the afternoon, some details have emerged of this plan, this strategic vision um, to uh, save the organisation and to fund it into the uh, future. It includes a target of uh, 400 redundancies over a number of years, it has to be said. It includes an increase in the amount of uh, content that you will see and hear on RTE uh, that is made by independent production companies. It apparently includes looking at selling off more of the campus uh, in Montrose so there are complications about what you could sell and of course you can only sell land once and uh, there is the uh, shutting down of some of these services some of the digital offerings 2XM and even the uh, television stations the Plus One stations RTE uh, 1 Plus One and RTE 2 uh, Plus One uh, Trevor Keegan is chair of the RTE sub-branch of the National Union of Journalists and uh, he was there listening today um, so Kevin what, what was the reaction amongst colleagues in RTE to the announcement? I think, well, yesterday, Kieran, it was despair and dismay because the, the the drip drip kind of leaking scenario happened, obviously. And they, in fairness to management, they'd hoped it wouldn't happen. They gave the document over in good faith. I accept that. And these leaks happen and it's good journalism. But at the end of the day, today is a different scenario. We are listening intently. Their document is, you know, it's about 22 pages long in total. Um, Kevin met the unions this morning. He met the staff this afternoon. And there is a lot of aspiration, not necessarily as much detail, and the devil will be in the detail, of course. A lot of it is a slow process. There's things like we welcome the decentralisation of the organisation, so we welcome the chance that we might expand in Cork, which is already a great production facility. They are throwing out a huge amount of content with very limited resources and an even more limited building space. So that's a problem because if you want to expand into Cork, we'll need a new building. The building we have, RTE own, they can sell it. It's fully theirs to sell, uh, which is a good thing. 
Limerick and Galway expansion would be great. I would love to have decentralisation. I might be able to afford a house then, which would be brilliant. Um, and that is the case for a lot of my colleagues as well. Yeah. Um, and also, um, coupled with that, you have things like they're talking about farming out productions to the independent sector. It was left a little bit grey, shall I say, when I left the meeting about an hour ago. Um, there was a question directly asked, because it has been in the media, was Fair City or is Fair City amidst mm. your sites as being farmed out? Kevin Backus didn't say it was, he didn't say it wasn't. He said it would be unfair to single out single programmes or genres, whatever. And do you suspect, and, I, and I'm asking you kind of to put yourself in his shoes to a degree, but do yourself and, and the colleagues you've been speaking to, do you suspect that he just doesn't want to uh, uh, reveal his thinking in that regard yet or that he doesn't know what he's thinking as in all, all they've decided is listen we'll increase the budget for independent production but we actually don't really know what that's going to look like yet I'm presumed there's a little bit of kind of testing the waters with potential buyers I mean say for instance like you know you have Tyrone Productions to make Ross and Maroon for TJ Carr so you know but they don't make it all around they don't make as many episodes it is a very costly business to make any sort of drama a lot of the dramas that were selling on like Kin and Clean Sweep recently acquired by BBC they're Productions, maybe two or three production companies, like a recent uh, program that was made in New Zealand. So they're big expense ticket items. But Fair City is also a big t- expense ticket item and it's made on site, on campus, in house. So whether or not that is a, a commercial reality or prospect to a potential production company is another question and I'm sure he necessarily can't even answer that at the moment. Uh, 400 as well is, um, it is a big number, isn't it? Uh, 400 when there's what 1,800 or so kind of whole time equivalent staff in RTE. Um, We spoke to different people earlier including the independent uh, rather the Fianna Fáil senator, um, uh, Timmy Dooley who suggested, I mean, it was slightly unrealistic. Um, there is talk of a lot of um, well we have Willis Tower Watson firstly which is this company that is doing a rethink of these you know kind of phraseologies that come out with these companies I could say something rude but I won't Um, but they do come up with some nuanced kind of language around these issues one is kind of family group and so for instance if I have a certain skill set I might be interchangeable with a different family group, possibly. So stuff like that. So these, they're in and they're looking at how RTE is structured. It has a lot of tiers and grades. It, rightly so, we need to get it more centralised. Mm. Um, that's going to happen, but it is a slow process. Like a lot of the other stuff is a slow process. So, um, so yeah, so redundancies, you may have people who, uh, they're hoping, they say, but 160 people are nearing retirement age, that these people might want to jump ship okay. early. Um, so that would leave, you know, roughly around 240 or so, whatever it is, doing the maths. Um who might be looked for voluntarily. But again, we've had people in previous systems or voluntary redundancy issues where they went for the scheme and were refused. Um, there was also the rules, say, for instance, if I went for it, my job would have to be subsumed into the organisation and not exist anymore. They're talked that that could happen more so now because they're more digital focused, etc. Okay. There, there's a lot to this, but as I say, the detail is not as scant as the aspiration, is more scant than the aspiration. Uh, now, a lot of people were taken aback by that, that 400 figure. Uh, to them, I would recommend they read the mail because I remember a headline in the mail on Sunday uh, during the summer that a 400 uh, target was on the cards and uh, government sources sought to rubbish it. Uh, John Lee is Executive Director of the Daily Mail Group uh, Ireland. Uh, John, what, what is your assessment of all of this? Well, I should point out government sources of, at cabinet, le- cabinet level gave me that figure. And then the following morning, <laughs> whether, whether, whether ministers were briefed or not. And, and um, frankly, I think the way the government then behaved in the following days was just more of the 
more of the, um, uh, again, I'll be careful with my language, but, you know, more of the unfair and unkind way they treated RTE staff. If, if the knowledge was in the system then, we're talking July, you know, when I work for a commercial media company, so do you, Kieran. you know, um, if you're facing problems of that gravity, six months or five months makes a difference, four months makes a difference. So, uh, you know, Trevor pointed out a, a lot of this is aspirational. This is an organisation that is that is bust. It, it's it's critically damaged, um, and it, it it needs to it needs to live in the real world. So, you, you know, there are. I, I'm I'm on the road today. I have have a chance to go through the document in detail. But you know, there there's discussion in there, for instance, of n- nobody in the RT organisation w- will be on over t- 250 grand a year. I mean, the Taoiseach is on 217 grand a year. They're all public service, um, paid from the public purse. And whether anyone doubts that, you know, they go back and look. There was discussion of splitting commercial and splitting um, state funding. And, 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 and we have something that comes out of that. But, you know, a substantial amount of the money that goes to RTE comes from either the state or comes from a state enforced. And it's, it's a bit it's a bit mealy mouthed to say that the, the, uh, the license fee isn't a state funding it's enforced by the courts. The courts are paid for by the state. They're backed by the state. Therefore, it is a state fee that, that, that funds them. And people have stopped paying it. So, you know, you know um, 400 staff uh, aspirationally, okay, 150 of those are going to retire. That's going to be natural wastage anyway. But, you know, I've been in, I've been in companies where there have been redundancy schemes. And if the higher pay go... That that reduces the attrition in the in the in the lower paid who are younger, who often have families, who are often you know the lifeblood and the energy of that organisation. I.e., they're going somewhere. They they understand media innovation. They understand the difficulties of of, of surviving in in Dublin city and and receiving pay for it. So you know, I would be. I would be sceptical whether the urgency is there. I do know from those same government sources that over the course of the summer outlined to me what they expected to happen as Kevin Backhurst took the job, that they are losing faith somewhat in in Kevin Backhurst. But but then again, you know, um, the state, the the government of Mm. a sovereign state has the power to do anything it wants. Can I just say here that that the government have done all, you know, they're doing briefings, that's great. They're briefing you type of guys, that's great in the Daily Mail, etc. But... At the end of the day, they have left this fester, like a wound that has just got more infected over the last 15 years, where they have not tackled the licence fee. They now are kind of going to RT. Yes, we will tackle it, but you boys have to be the best in class to show us your homework. And what's that homework going to entail? At the end of the day, they still have to deliver next year. Leo has said he's going to do it. It has to be done because across Europe, there are different models. Like say, for instance, Finland. I mean, theirs is based on you know, a lot of taxation, etc. But we as a union are probably calling more so that there will be a kind of progressive uh, tax. Household charge, we don't feel is necessarily the way to go because people just balk at that from an Irish sentiment. Um and I just think the government have to grasp this nettle that we've said before. I mean, yes, it's going to hurt. It's going to probably cost you a few votes along the way. But at the end of the day, they've come out constantly and said they want public service media to survive. And for it to survive, it has to go beyond this 22-page plan. Uh, John, is there evidence of anybody grasping the nettle? Um, uh, I, no, there isn't, no. Um, we, we've, had this, we've had this, if you look at the, the nature of how the doll operates, it goes on holidays in, in late December, 
Um, it doesn't return till mid-January. You've got the Finance Act to deal with then bringing up to March. And then we're a year away from when the re- revelations were made about Ryan Tuberty. But I think it, it, the licence fee issue, as Trevor pointed out there, is the, is the critical matter to, to look at. It, there was a, there was a, as a lot of us know in the media, there was a commission of media asked to look at um, yeah. uh, a number of aspects. They made 50 recommendations a year, over a year ago, year and a half ago. 49 were, were accepted by the government and one was rejected and that was the funding of the licence fee. So uh, we, we accept the, the, the work that RTE does in many areas, including general elections um, in, 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 um, in state commemoration coverage. And that kind of thing, but that's easily, you know, that's easily sorted. That's easily attached to a license fee. There has been talk um, uh, which has caused a disagreement in government about how a license fee would also take in, with all due respect, stations like um, News Talk and others that you know, um, uh, Virgin Media, there are lots of other media organisations that are viewed by the public perhaps in totality to a greater extent than RTE and listen to to a greater extent than RTE when you look at local stations, etc. Um, again, that isn't too difficult um, to deal with. But I think when the public, as happened, for instance, with the water charges all those years ago, realised there's a critical mass of them. And I, and I, despite what anyone says, I believe this will happen. And when a critical mass of them decide, well, hang on a second, if enough of us don't pay the license fee, there's a there, there, there's a there's a certain uh, momentum behind that. Well, that's already and happening. That's, that's already the, the case. Is, and yeah. and to be honest as well, um, the the situation is that we feel as a union representing a lot of people, but we're a, we're a part of an umbrella group of all staff members in that organisation. We feel that really the public haven't had a fair say. So the way they're doing it is by the licence fee not being paid by some of them. And they should, but they are stakeholders. You, mm. me, we're all paying for this organisation and we should have a say. There should be some kind of public forum set up by government perhaps to discuss the whole nuanced issue of licence fee. Yeah, well, listen, as, as someone who works in the media, I'm also a licence fee payer and, and one of the questions I would have, it, it brings us back to uh, something we learned in the wake of the Ryan Tuberty scandal, as we'll call it, uh, breaking, which is that all that licence fee money and all that commercial money all went into the one pot and swirled around. So it was always impossible for anyone in order to eat to turn around and say, see that product there, that was your licence fee. Everything could be claimed to be paid for with the licence fee and everything could be claimed to be commercial at the same time. And I think that is something that has to be separate. They have to be able at some point, and if they want people to pay, whether it's a licence fee or a household charge or through progressive tax. Well, and that's where the media say, commission, is what that's where get. the media commission, the future media commission did come in and did say in their 50th kind of thing that wasn't uh, jumped on by government is that there would be funding for T around about the 300 million per annum, but 10% of that each year would go to the likes of News Talk, go to the likes of Virgin, which isn't a huge amount in overall budgets because it is hard to do what you guys do and everybody else is doing in a not very commercially profitable situation but it would be something to go towards a more equitable solution and it, uh, you know not just the story I had in the 2nd of July said that there was to be a split uh, the Taoiseach himself Leo Varadkar has said publicly since then that, mm. that he believes there has to be some element of that but you know RT has to understand it's now part of a greater a far greater behemoth that is the world uh, world media, and and it it should be a part of uh, a, a, a respect and understanding of what the media does. And when we've seen what has gone on in Israel of, uh, of late, and the, the skewed reporting that has gone on, which passes for reporting on social media and, every, uh, and everything else, RTE is certainly central to the import 
of what we need in a democracy going forward and whatever that democracy is. And rightly so, they're talking about a a correspondent dealing with false information, basically, as well, in their future document. Trevor Keegan, chair of the RDE sub-branch of the National Union of Journalists, John Lee, executive editor of the Daily Mail Group Ireland. Gentlemen, thank you both. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.